Hey everybody, this episode of Guitar Radio Show is brought to you by Nico's USA Pickups. Made in America, incorporating period-specific materials for the most discerning guitarist, the tone will easily captivate your ears with an amazing balance of highs, mids, and bass response yielding unprecedented sound and feel. They have authentic tone from authentic materials. They're handcrafted in the USA. Nico's USA Pickups. Folks, go to nicosusapickups.com for more. We are giving away a set of Nico's USA Pickups, 69 Voodoo, calibrated Strat set. You want to win it? Go to guitarradioshow.com. Go to the Contact GRS tab. Fill in the information and put in the comment box, I want those pickups, and you are automatically entered. And if that wasn't enough, the fine folks at NicosUSAPickups.com is running a special for guitar radio show listeners only. Folks, go to NicosUSAPickups.com and on your next purchase, when you're in checkout, type in the promo code GRSROCKS, one word in caps, and receive 10% off your purchase. Plus, they're going to throw in a Nico's USA Pickups t-shirt as well. This offer is valid through the month of August and expires on September 1st, 2015. So folks, go get yours. NicosUSAPickups.com Experience Tone. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 83 of Guitar Radio Show, the show dedicated to all things guitar, dedicated to the guitar player, guitar builder, gear maker, and the sellers of those items that you may not know about, but you should. I'm your host, Mark Davin, and uh, it's great to be here with you. I hope you're all doing good. hope everybody's feeling well. Um, today... We've got a killer guitar. To say he's blistering is a intense understatement. Mr. Dario Lorena, formerly of Lizzie Borden, uh, currently with Black Label Society, and uh, we're going to talk about some of his solo stuff today, as well as getting the gig with Zach. So this should be pretty cool. Folks... GuitarRadioShow.com. Come on over. Come on in. Water's good. GuitarRadioShow at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Vine, all that stuff. And uh, if you go to GuitarRadioShow.com right now and go to the search uh, bar and type in Fender Champ, you can uh, see and read Adam P. Hunt's latest blog on one of my favorite little amps of all time, the Fender Champ amp. Think about it. The people that have used, I mean, Billy Gibbons, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, uh, have recorded monumentally famous albums. Layla, from what I understand, on a Fender Champ. Seriously? Tiny amp, big sound. There's a lot going on in that little box. Love that amp. I have a silver face myself. I love it, love it, love it. 
and uh, it sounds great. I love it with single coils better than I do with um, humbuckers. I don't know, just how I am. But um, super cool. Hey, we're going to jump right into what we've got going on with Dario. I want to play you some excerpts, and then we're going to get right into it. All right? Ready? Guitar Radio Show. GuitarRadioShow.com Folks, I'm very happy and honored to have with us on the phone, Mr. Dario Lorena. How are you, Dario? I'm doing great, Mac. How are you? I'm doing well. Folks, you can check out his latest record. It's a self-titled album. It's called Dario Lorena uh, at DarioLorena.com, iTunes, Amazon, Best Buy, and of course, Shrapnel Records. You can check him out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. He's all over the place, folks. He's dominating the web. <laughs> um, I always love to start these interviews, uh, these conversations, with how you got started. and and But beyond that is I always like to equate the idea of your geographics, where you're from, and what made you pick up the instrument, what made you go in this direction with this type of music, where did it all start for you, and why? All right, well, I mean, I, I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, and I moved to Vegas in 
religious when I was 12 years old. Uh, but I started playing guitar when I was around six years old, and my family was, you know, my family was pretty musical. Uh, you know, my dad was played drums, and my uncles sang and played guitar, and, you know, my mom played a little piano. And so it, my family was pretty musical, and music, you know, was always being played in the house. Um, so, you know, I think I wanted to play drums at one point when I was a kid, but I think my parents were like, well, you don't want to work all that stuff around, so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a guitar. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, for Christmas, uh, I got a guitar when I was like, you know, six, seven. And uh, I, I had like a little pig nose, like one channel. You just turn the knob on and it gives you some, some sound. I had that amp for a while. And um, I pretty much immediately started taking lessons um, with a teacher. Um, and I had a few teachers in Boston. Um, but, you know, I, I was always interested in rock and heavy metal, you know, that, that's, that's what my parents were listening to. You know, they, they listened to a broad, a broad selection of music, but that, you know, they were, they were into rock and roll. Um, so, you know, that's where I had a lot of my influence. Um, and, you know, I think like one of the first songs I asked to learn from my teacher was like a Joe Satriani song. And he goes, all right, I'll show you like two notes and then we're gonna work on these jewel chords that you can practice that change from A minor to G major. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I, I took lessons for years, and, and as a guitar player, I wanted to play, you know, lead guitar, so, you know, uh, I was into all the guys that were, you know, dominating that circuit. I mean, Van Halen was, like, my main, my main guy, like, you know, driving around in my dad's truck. I would always pull out tapes out of the glove box, and I'd always go to Van Halen one all the time, so... He was, uh, he was the guy that made me go, that's what I want to do. I want to play guitar just like that. Okay, so your parents were listening to VH, and they turned you on to that, and that's how it, and that, I mean, especially that album. I mean, that's a seminal album. So that was it? That was the moment? Um, in, in a nutshell, I mean, I was, like, around music as a kid, like, constantly. I mean, my uncle was a guitar player. He was a great guitar player. Um, you know, they were, everybody in my family was pretty much into into rock and roll and uh i mean that's pretty much how it started i was just kind of around it and in it you know that's that's great it's it's great that you know your parents are are the really were the the starting factor for that i think that's really cool because that doesn't happen a whole lot usually it's like the, the parents are going what are you listening to yeah exactly right you know not in this case yep. That's great. That's super cool. I love that. Um, so, so, so yeah. So you really got to cut your teeth on, on probably one of the most important rock albums of the last 30, 40 years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was my that was my absolute favorite tape to play. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that was it. Yeah. So early on, and uh, you, you started you started to pick up. The, the instrument started to play this thing, and uh, you, you started a band right away. Did, I mean, how long? How long before you started a band? And started playing with people? Um, it was probably you know a couple of years of. I wouldn't even know if it was a couple of years, but it, it, I was taking lessons, and I was you know uh, you know jamming along to my my tape player, and I had a few kids in my neighborhood that you know one kid played drums, the other kid played bass. So we'd get together like in my basement and just kind of make some kind of organized noise that didn't really make quite much sense yet, but, uh, you know, we were just jamming, having fun. I mean, my first real band, I would say, would be like, I don't know, like eighth grade, maybe, 
Uh-huh. And that's when, you know, we tried to, you know, do it, do it for real. Yeah. And what do you think when you when you see some of these younger people, like like when you see eight and nine year olds that are playing like Malmsteen? What what is that? What does that do to your head? Oh man, it's amazing. I mean, it's, I love seeing all, all these videos online. Like this morning, I just watched uh, a really young kid. I don't know. He looked like he might have been six or seven, and he had like a Les Paul. He was sitting on the couch and he was playing BB King, and he had to feel like right from the beginning. Yeah, I love that. I think it's amazing. It gives, yeah. me, it gives me hope for the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, you, you did you did you realize that right from the get go that you wanted to be a professional? That's what you wanted to do for your life. Um, I wouldn't say like right from the get go. I mean, when I when I started taking lessons and I was playing guitar all the time, I always. I always just thought of myself as a guitar player, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, and as I started to progress with it, um, you know, as I started to get a little older, like, you know, 11, 12, 13, I would, I would be like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I play guitar. So I didn't think of myself as anything else. Like, oh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. I just kind of thought I'm going to play guitar. That's, you know, that's it. So mm-hmm. I was like not stopping. I was whatever I could do to make that happen. I just, I just didn't take any other path. I just stayed on that path. Right. And, you know, throughout your career, you've played with, you know, heavy metal bands. You've played with hard rock bands because you, you, were, in a, you were in a version of Warrant there for a little while, right? And yeah. uh, so uh, that, I wouldn't consider them a metal band. I, I, don't, yeah. th- I don't think they would either. And, uh, but, but you also played with Lizzie Borden. And uh, and now you're with uh, Zach in Black Label Society. Yep. And um, and I want to talk more about that in, in a little bit. But um, I know that the the guys in Lizzie Borden they were they were happy for you, but boy, that was a real loss for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, I mean, I, I started playing with Lizzie. Uh, I was 19 years old, and I played with him for like four years, and it, it was. Absolute amazing time. And those guys, you know, they become like your brothers. You know, you tour with guys in the band that long, and they just become your brothers. And you know, everybody in that band is so cool. And it was all about having fun. Everybody enjoyed hanging out together. And right. um, you know, it's just yeah, it, it was a blast. And uh, you know, they they were extremely happy for me. You know. Yeah. So what? Ha- what? Where? Get, help me with the chronology here. So was it was it Warrant then Lizzie, or was it Lizzie then Warrant? Yeah, no, um, I, well, I played the version of Warren. It wasn't really like Warren. It was with Janie Wayne, who was the original singer right. of Warren. Right. Um, he had, he was putting together like a solo band. Um, it was just going to be, you know, Janie Wayne. And uh, I was I was 16 at that time. And I saw an ad on MySpace that Janie was looking for a top player. And, you know, I was really, you know, I was in high school, but I was really into like, well, this is what I'm going to do, and you know, like I said, I, I'm, whatever I can do to make it happen, this is what I'm going to do. So I, I, uh, I, I responded to the ad, and I sent like a ton of these same emails to this uh, to this address, so because I, I wanted it to be like in the top of the inbox, you know. And uh, they ended up getting back to me, and you know, we had some email conversation, and then uh, I, I think I sent them some songs. Be playing some songs, and then I went out to LA and, and jammed with Janie. Uh, he was playing drums, and we just jammed on like a couple, couple Warren songs, like 
uh, you know, like Uncle Tom's Cabin and, and Rainmaker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he played drums and we just kind of jammed along and, uh, and that was that was pretty much it. You know, that uh, I think I went home and they had they had me record some stuff and send us some some, some uh be playing some Warren songs and uh, and then, you know, things worked out great and uh, we ended up touring a few months after that and I toured with them for like two years, so um so uh, yeah, around like eighteen, um eighteen, nineteen, uh, Janie was kinda doing some different things and, and I was getting into some different things and then uh and then uh, the, uh, the opportunity with Lizzie came up to the bass player on my dance and hit me up with an email saying, we're looking for a guitar player. And it was just a, a perfect time, you know, perfect timing. And uh, I, I did an audition in L.A. And, and we toured, you know, that went great. We toured for four years after that. Yeah, I mean, and that's a that's a killer band. Lizzie Borden, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, and long, talk about longevity. That's a band that's been around a long time. Yeah, I mean, he, he kills it, you know. It's, uh, I mean, as a guitar player, the music is extremely fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, there's a lot of challenging solos in there and uh, you know, cool riffs. And, and, you know, I played in two different versions of the band, like the, where I was just a solo guitar player for a little while, but we played with, uh, you know, where it was two guitar players, which was also a lot of fun. And that was, you know, that's very busy with, like, the harmonies and, uh, you know, guitar harmonies and stuff like that. So. Right. We were doing a lot of syncopated stuff as two guitar players, so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, the music is heavy, you know, and uh, you know the, the, the newest stuff is ripping and you know just as just as heavy, but in a different way as, as some of the classic older stuff. So mm-hmm. everything was a blast to play. That's cool. That's cool. And, you know, and and the interesting thing that I, I as I'm listening to your to your latest release, you're I mean, you know, there's no doubt technique wise. You're as good as anybody, but, but the thing that I really liked about your music was is about your playing. I should say is that it is so musical. You know, it's not just you know. There's some cats out there that shred for the for the sake of shredding. You know what I mean? It's like how fast can I do? How how much can I impress you? But this is musical, which is something that yeah. you know. And I was. I was talking to a couple of other people about it, and I was saying, listen how musical this guy is. I mean, you know, the track Villains, I mean, holy crap. Man, that song is just phenomenal. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, too. And I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but um, there's another guitar player playing on that. With the, like, we do, like, dueling uh, solos. Like, you can kind of hear uh, the tone change. Yeah. Um, but... And I think it might be split like left and right, um, but um, that's Jackie Vincent who plays in this band called Falling in Reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and just when I was doing my album Shrapnel, he was about to do his album Shrapnel, and uh, you know Mike from Shrapnel, Mike Finding, hooked us up because Jack and I both live in Vegas, so he ended up playing on my album, and I ended up playing on his album. Oh, yeah, just cool stuff together. But yeah, he's a killer player. So a lot of those, <laughs> some of those cool runs on there is uh, you know it's him ripping it. So. And that's one of the things I love about Mike Varney, is that he has always, always had an amazing ear for great musicians. And not just flashy musicians, great musicians. I mean, when you think of, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but I'm old enough to remember the spotlight page at the back of Guitar Player magazine, (laughs) you know, where, where, you know, 
Malmstein and and Billy Sheehan, uh, you know, were sending cassette tapes to him. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. He has such a great ear for that. He really does. He know he he just knows. He's he's a, he's a unique. He has a unique uh, ear for that, and I love that. Yeah, he, he definitely is. Yeah. So, how did you end up? I mean, before we, I want to get into you, but how did you end up getting the uh, the BLS job? Um, I knew Blasco, who manages Black Label, and um, you know, I was in touch with him like. Uh, like, you know, recently, uh, in the same time that this opportunity came up, just like a few weeks or like a month before, um, just about some other things. And then uh, and this came up and I, I hit him up and it, the timing was just perfect that we had just talked, you know, pretty recently around that time. And uh, and uh, I recorded some stuff and sent it out to him. And then I went out and, and met with Zach up at the Black Vatican. And uh, and that was, that was pretty much how it happened. Yeah. And it's interesting because you know you're so such a different player than Zach is. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was definitely you know one of my you know one of the guys that I was you know listening to and, and taking influence from when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, but I know what you're saying. We have a lot of fun talking about you know talking about different styles and different things. Yeah, I mean, he, and he's he's an interesting cat. I mean. Um, Really, I mean, still to this day, I think I think the No Risk for the Wicked album is a benchmark record. Oh, for sure. I mean, it really is. I mean, just the, some of the sounds that are coming out of that record, and the, and the and the layering and the 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 incredible mid range punch that you get from that record, it's just amazing. His playing is phenomenal. On that. Oh, definitely. And and then you know and then when he went and he did the Pride and Glory stuff, I was like, holy crap! Is there nothing this guy can't do, you know? Yeah. But he has a he has a signature sound, and he has a signature style of playing. And I found it really interesting when I heard you and I heard your record. I was like, wow, this is going to be really wild to hear these guys together. How do you, how do you feel? How do you feel it it, it works? I think it works out really cool. Like there's a there's a uh, there's a jam that we do like towards the end of the set where we're soloing back and forth a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's a lot of fun, you know, because Zach has his thing, and and you know I, I was listening to that, taken from that when I was you know when I was learning my stuff. So, but but then again, I was into some different guys, just like he's in, he was into some different guys. So it's cool to uh, you know it's cool to learn about who he was into because. I might have not been listening to a lot of that, and then I'll go back and listen to it. Right. Wow, this stuff is really cool, you know? Right. And then I get into it and want to learn some stuff, so... You know, I think, it, I, think it, I think it's a nice compliment, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, when I think about him, you know, you think of him and you go, well, okay, Iomi, Rhodes, and Dwayne Allman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, and then and then you bring you into the mix, and I'm I, I'm totally psyched by the idea of it because you've got these the you're you're in within one world, but at the same time you guys are coming from different places, and I think that's super yeah. cool, super cool. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about this record. 
when you sat down, I mean, when you sat down and said, okay, I'm going to make this record, and you got with, with Varney, and you said, okay, we're going to make this record. Were these tunes that you had for a while, or were these tunes that... Um, were these tunes that were coming along as you as you were recording? Um, uh, both. Um, you know, I, I had wanted to do an instrumental album on Shrapnel, you know, for 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 a while. Who know, doesn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but a lot of the guys that I was into, you know, had at some point in their career done something, you know, like an instrumental shred kind of record on Shrapnel. So, you know, I had met Vani when I was playing with Janie. So we weren't kept in touch, you know, for years. And uh, I sent him three songs that I recorded. Uh, it was my heroine, uh, sax song, and Feels Good. Well, not, it wasn't Feels Good. It was, uh, it was uh, sax song, my heroine, and one other one. I can't remember. But um, I sent him those three, and he was like, you know, he was, he was digging it. And we talked about it for a few weeks and, uh, you know, ended up deciding, well, let's do a full album. So... I had some songs that I had, you know, already recorded, like, uh, just demo versions, just, like, in my home and my Pro Tools, just kind of put stuff together. Mm -hmm. um, so I compiled some of those, and then I had riffs that I had recorded that I was like, okay, well, you know, we need a certain amount of certain amount of time on the album. So the last two songs I pretty much just wrote from scratch to complete the album. Right. Um, uh, but, you know, some of them, like, you know, like I said, some of them I already had, and a lot of them I was just kind of completing riffs or completing ideas to songs that I had compiled already. Uh, but those those three songs were the first ones that I sent out to him that were already done. Uh, that's interesting. And, so, and that's, you know, My Heroine is one of the standout tracks for me, too. I really dig that track. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, and I love I love Demon Rum as well. That's, like, you know. Yeah, that was a, that was a bomb burner. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And that's something I want to talk about too with you is 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 tone. You know, I mean, I, I talked I talked to everybody from Sonny Landreth to Johnny A to uh, to to uh, Mike Campese to you know uh, Pat Metheny. You know, I'll talk to all these different people and say, okay. What about tone? You obviously have a great. You obviously have a great tone. You have this. I mean, you have this tone in in this genre of music that you're playing. Tone, tone is is a hard thing to acquire. Really good, uh, good mid range tone. Something that isn't going to be screechy and and inaudible as far as all the notes that need to be played and heard. Do you find that you have found your tone nirvana? Have you found the place? Or is this something um, that you're still chasing? You know, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty close because, I mean, I don't even know if it's like, you know, what I would stop at or how I really discovered it, but it's just, uh, you know, like when I first, you know, when you're coming up as a player and you get different amps and you're playing different amps, you, you don't really know yourself as a player yet and you don't really know you know kind of the tone that you want, but you don't really know how to get it. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of, I mean, how I came upon it, it just kind of happened from, you know, setting stuff up so I could, you know, I wanted to hear a certain thing. And, you know, the most common thing with that was I would always have like an overdrive pedal in front of an amp. Mm -hmm. And with that already had, you know, distortion on the amp. And to me, that, that plays a lot, a big part of the tone because it kind of gives it that extra 
saturation mm-hmm. rather than just you know the, the plain distortion that's coming out of the amp. But um, I feel like I'm pretty close. I mean, I dig with what I I dig what I got, you know. Um, but I'm sure there'll be some changes in there slightly, you know. Yeah, and do you find do you find as you move from project to project, or what you're doing with you know on your record? If you're to take that stuff out and play it live, is it going to be different tone accentuations yeah. as as no, opposed I, to what you do I, with BLS? I, I, I'd say it's, no, I'd say it's all pretty much the same. I mean, on that album, I used 5150 uh, by Van Halen. Uh, if it comes into play, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I play Marshalls and I, you know 800s. It's all in the same kind of ballpark, and I mean, the 800s just ripped, and they. Yeah, that's where you play a lot of black label, and they're just uh, yeah. you know, there's nothing quite like those at all. Well, uh, but you, it's all again, it's all kind of in the same, it's all kind of in the same ballpark, you know. Yeah, well, the 800 is sort of the quintessential Marshall. Totally. You know, I mean, there's the there's the Plexi, and then there's the 800. Yeah. I think that's the two standouts for that company. I think in general. I mean, there, there's the Blues Breaker too, which was a cool. I mean, but that's a cool combo amp. Yeah, they have. A, I mean, they have a ton of cool stuff. But I mean, as far as like amp of amps, definitely 800 plexes. Those are, you know, those are just the beasts. But I mean, I've played a few other models that are, you know, just as killer in their own way. Like I played the JVM for a little bit, which is right. also a killer amp. It has a lot of like MIDI programming as far as like channels and stuff you can do. And uh, yeah, just best all around. Yeah. So, well, since we're since we're already in the neighborhood, let's talk about gear. Um, yep. You have a signature guitar with lag guitars. Yeah. Run us through that. What what's that What's that all about? Well, it's called the Arcanator, and that came about because I played a model of theirs called the Imperator, and I also played a model of theirs called the Arcane, um, and. I played those models for years. I mean, I started playing lag when I was with Jane when I was 16, so I played them for like almost eight, nine years. And uh, a few years ago, you know, talking with Michelle Lag, the luthier, the main guy over there, um, like, you know, I'd love to create something that combines these two guitars because the Imperator has like a Les Paul kind of vibe and the, uh, the Octane has like a, you know, like a souped up Strat kind of vibe. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I love I loved playing my Les Paul because uh, you know the chunk to it, uh, so we just put we just put these two together. So it has an imperator body with an octane neck, um, and then it has some like you know some mods. Like I moved the instead of having like the, a switch like where a Les Paul would be like up in the corner. Right. I just put it down. You know, I put it down over by like the knobs. I have one volume knob and the, and the pickup selector, and I got a Floyd on there, um, and I got Seymour Duncan. Uh, I, I'm, I'm running the blackouts right now. Uh-huh. The active blackouts. Uh-huh. And then I, it's a mahogany body, maple neck, ebony fretboard, um, and that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And it's a wide radius on that fretboard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Kind of play similarly similarly to a Les Paul. Yeah, cool. Um, and then, what are you running on the floor? Um, basically, it's always the same thing. It's I, I have. Uh, you know, wah and an overdrive, and I usually run a delay um, that goes into the back, into the effects loop. And right now, I'm running the Seymour Duncan Baby uh, Trail delay, which I'm really digging. It's a really nice, warm tone, um, and I'm running the new 
uh, 805 Overdrive, which I'm also digging. Um, you know, it has like, it has a high, mid, and, and low adjustment on the Overdrive pedal, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but both pedals sound great when they play together, they sound killer. Um, and why with Black Label, I got, you know, I got Zach's, uh, I got Zach's Wah Roto Vibe, his Overdrive, and we got a Dunlop uh, Carbon Copy running. Uh, you know, just for like some things on solos and clean tune there. Right. Um, so that's that's what I got going on down there. Cool, and that's all running to the JCM JC, uh, JCM eight hundred. Yep. Cool, and you're running how many of those? Uh, two, and they're just split in stereo. We got Jack's chorus that splits in the back. Mm-hmm. And when you go for clean tones, what is it? Just an AB switch? Um, it's just basically the, the distortion switch. pedal. You know, his pedal gets turned off. And kind of roll the volume down a little bit and that's clean. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the beautiful beauty of a tapered <laughs> a tapered Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, with that with the eight hundred, you know, you roll the volume off a little bit and it gets gets a really nice clean with a little dirt on there. Right. Right. Um so when and, and this is the same rig that you use for the record too for the for the most part? Well, I used a 5150 on that, that first record there. Oh, okay. On the 5150. All right. Cool. Yep. And but what do you... Like, the pedal is pretty much the same. I mean, when I recorded the rhythms, it's just, you know, straight into the amp. But when I got, you know, all the solos, it's just overdrive pedal into the amp. That's right. pretty much it. Right, 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 right. Cool. So now, what do you... Are you thinking at any point in time that you would take any of this this record out live? Oh, yeah, Definitely. Um, I'm not sure when yet, but I'd like to do another record, mm-hmm. um, which I've been writing for, and okay. uh, you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what plays out. But yeah, I definitely have plans of it. Cool, and it's going to be another instrumental record. Um, yeah, that's what's that's what my plan is right now that's great I, I gotta tell you yeah. it's my it's <laughs> you know I love I love vocal music it's great it's cool and all but I always gravitate more towards instrumental music I don't know why I just I love the idea that the I love that the idea that the guitar is the voice yeah and it's a lot of fun yeah I mean it's a lot of fun to create too because there's so much you know there's so much space in there yeah less limitations as well mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so okay, great. So that, so we're looking at another record. When do you think we'd see that? I'm not. I don't want to say anything yet because I'm not sure yet. But you know, I'm hoping for as soon as possible. But we're going to be touring all summer, and uh, you know, I got a bunch of stuff written now. So right. you know, we'll just we'll see what plays out. That's great. That's super cool. I'm looking forward to it. You you record it. We'll play it. I promise. Right on, man. Thanks. That's cool. So what are the tell us about the BLS uh, um, dates you got coming? Yeah. Um, well, we're starting. Uh, we're starting next week. I think it starts like next Friday or something. Uh, but it's all, it's going to be all in Europe. We're headed to. Uh, I think we're playing in France first, and we're just pretty much going, you know, all around Europe, mm-hmm. uh, hitting some some of the big festivals like Bakken uh, while we're over there, and you know, there's some other ones all on the, all on the Black Label site. And uh, yeah, we'll be over there, Europe, um, and then Zach and I are going down uh, South America. We're doing. Uh, some acoustic shows down there. Oh, cool! And then, uh, and then we'll wrap up for a little bit. That's great. And then, and then, is there is there uh, going to be a record that you guys are going to be working on, or uh, uh, as far as Black Label? Yeah. Well, Zach, uh, you know the, the last Black Label album uh, just came out last April, 
uh, catacombs of the Black Vatican. So, you know, I'm not sure when, when the next one will come about, but okay. we will see. Cool. Well, you're going to be busy, man. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, and you know, it's 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 funny too because you're you're really getting to do what you wanted to do. Yeah, you know, I feel I feel you know lucky. It's yeah, a long I mean, road, you know, it's a long road to get to get to certain places, but yeah, you know, it's, been a, it's been a nice journey. Yeah, I mean, what would you what would you say to somebody? I mean, I don't know how I don't know how often you meet younger players, but what would you say to somebody who's who's that person who's sitting in their, you know, sitting in their bedroom and they're working on demos themselves and they're trying to get to that next level? What would you say to that person? Just never stop. Pretty much, like you know, if, if you if you're doing it with passion and love, never stop because you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows. But you just, you can't stop, you know, whatever the situation is, you got to do it because you're loving it. And that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you're you're an inspiration, uh, and and I'm I, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm happy for you because oh, yeah, I because I, I, you know, it's first of all, you're you're a good guy, you're a nice guy, and you're incredibly talented, and you're getting to do what you said you wanted to do. You know, the Chinese the Chinese have a word called uh, it's li l i, and it means intention. You know. Yeah. Or intent, and and you have, I think you have a very strong Lee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think that's yeah, well, that's a good thing. That's a great thing, man. That's a great thing. <laughs> it's super cool. Um, what do you see for yourself? I mean, like, can you imagine yourself ten years, fifteen years from now, what you what you think you might be doing, or what you would want to do? Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be involving uh, playing music and touring, and you know making records. Yeah. You know whether it's whether it's you know with a with a band or making a instrumental album, it's it's going to be all about all about music. That's cool. That's cool. Well, man, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it's, it was great to talk to you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Folks, you can go to DarioLarina.com. That's L-O-R-I-N-A, Lorena.com. DarioLarina.com. You can also find him on Facebook, Twitter. Follow him, y'all. Instagram, YouTube. You can catch the record on iTunes, Amazon, Best Buy, Shrapnel Records. And you can see him on tour this summer with Black Label Society. And... uh Man, you are a real inspiration to a lot of people. I really, I really appreciate you being on the show, and it was really great to talk to you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, and thanks guys for listening. All right. Hold on one second. We're going to sign off right here, but we'll talk to you soon. Well, there you have it, my interview with Dario Lorena. Great guy, great guitarist, um, and I'm so excited for him. I mean, he's, he's getting to do it all. He's getting to play with a band like Black Label and... Uh, getting to be around Zach who is just a phenomenal player as well and I mean I think they really complement each other and he's doing his own thing too it's it's great super cool check him out folks hey I want to remind you about uh, what's going on with um, Nico's USA pickups don't want you to forget every time that you go to Nico's USA pickups and you make a purchase for the month of August until September 1st 
they are going to do 10% off on your purchase when you go in at checkout and type in GRS Rocks. It's only for Guitar Radio Show listeners only. Capital GRS and also Capital Rocks in the promo code and checkout. You get 10% off and they're going to give you a t-shirt. Pretty cool. And I want to remind you, August 28th is the uh, cutoff for the giveaway for the um, pick set of pickups that we're giving away, the um, 69 Voodoos by Nikos. So get in on that. The way to do that, go to guitarradioshow.com. Go to the Contact GRS tab. Put the information in, the, in there. Put in the comment box, I want those pickups, and you're automatically entered. Okay? Cool. These are great pickups. Um, you can actually go to YouTube right now and or guitarradioshow.com. It should be in the news feed. Um, and, uh, and see uh, the review that we did on the pickups as well. I, I love these. I'm never going to take them out of that strat. That's for sure. Super cool. Um, remind you about Adam Hunt. Yes. Steve Cohn coming soon. He's got a new disc, and he's going to come and do some gas report with us. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to get out of here. Uh, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see you on the next episode of Guitar Radio Show. Peace. Everybody say, you, Ed. I like this crowd already. GRS Productions.